Jesus by the Sea of Tiberias. And for those who don't want to pronounce Tiberias, just say the Sea of Galilee. It is an alternate name for the Sea of Galilee, named after Caesar of Tiberias, the governor, the ruler of the Empire of Rome, renamed rather alternate name. But uh, John takes us uh, to verse 21, verses uh, 1 through 14 is what we will look at today. And we see something that is very, very interesting. Um, You know, I know uh, uh, Lucy and Mac are on and, uh, you know, you know, they 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 have been uh, uh, in my family church school class for so many years. And they know my approach to uh, various lessons. And uh, Sister Harriet Taylor is probably wondering where is Deacon Sneed going to come from today with this lesson? Because this lesson right here seems, ah, am I confused? Uh, this lesson seems like one that happened over in Luke 5. No, it's, it's, a different, it's a different occasion. Because we know that last week, Jesus the Christ, Jesus Christos, was hung up on a cross, nailed to a cross, crucified. Ah, here we have truth being crucified, and that truth died on Calvary. Yet, on Sunday morning, according to chapter 20, because if there's a chapter 21, Sister Ogletree, there had to be a chapter 20. And in chapter 20, they who took Christ off the cross, put him in a damp, wet tomb, went to that very tomb, Sister Pillow, and they found that tomb empty. The grave could not hold him. As a matter of fact, what happens between 19 and 21 is that Jesus the Christ is buried in a tomb gets up out of the grave, has conquered death, hell, and the grave, and now shows himself in this glorified body to those who are his disciples. And according to John, the writer of the text, we find that this is In John's estimate, the third appearance, John is recording the third appearance that Christ, you remember Christ, the one that died? Well, he's up walking around. Ladies and gentlemen, that's total victory. That's total triumph. Truth is still marching on. And he's meeting again Not once, not twice, but this is the third time, according to John, that he meets with some disciples. Sister Ogletree, let's see what happens. Let's see the narrative behind this. Verse one. Okay. After these things, Jesus threw himself against, again, to the uh, disciples at Mr. Ogletree, if you can hear me, your mic is frozen. Sister Pillar, would you pick up for her, please? 
We'll come back to you, Sister Ogletree, if you can hear me. Start reading verse one. All righty. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise shoe, he, he himself showed he, he himself. <laughs> there were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus. Didymus. Okay. And Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples. Okay. Sister Ogletree, are you back with us? Speak, uh, test your mic. Okay. Okay. I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Now, Sister Pillow has told us that uh, uh, after these things, and after these things are the things that happen in verse uh, chapter 20. Mm -hmm. All these things. uh, Here comes Jesus. And uh, verse two, she says, these are the disciples that were there, and it names them. Didymus, known also as Thomas and Zebedee, you know, they, they're all there, James and those boys, and, and two other disciples which are not uh, named. And then in verse 3, uh, Sister Ogletree. Sister Ogletree, I don't see your lips moving. Can you hear me? Something's wrong with uh, Sister Ogletree's internet. Uh, Sister uh, Pillow, if you would. Alrighty. Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And and that night they caught nothing. I had Sister Pillow include uh, verse three uh, in there. because Jesus shows up at the Sea of Galilee. And there are some disciples. They are named. Then Simon Peter, you remember Peter, you know, the one that denied Jesus, uh, Minister Brown three times before the cock crow, the one who failed miserably, yet the one who was willing to cut uh, a a soldier's ear off, uh, the one who would speak up, the one who declared, thou art the Christ, son of living God. Peter decides that he's going to go fishing. Fred, y'all didn't hear me. Peter decides. And when Peter decides he's going to go fishing, the others decide they're going to go with him. They, you got to understand the significance of this, because when you look at uh, chapter 21, it just, it seems like it should have all ended, you know, with, with, with chapter 20. Well, why is this 21 in here? It shows you that it is a time of uncertainty. The disciples return to their native land, Galilee. And they not only return to Galilee, Sister Pillow, they return to their old habits. They were fishermen. 
But it says here that Jesus shows up and finds them a going a fishing, as, as Peter said. Fisher said, uh, uh, Peter said, I go fishing. I, I got to get my fishing on. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus shows up. Chapter 21 is very powerful. Because you got to understand the disciples are Jesus's servants. The disciples are his sheep. And now these sheep have returned to their old life. This, 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 this thing about going fishing, that, that is symptomatic of returning to an old life. And it isn't it amazing because that, that's where I see my, 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 uh, my, my point here. It is not the fact that they went fishing. It's the fact that Jesus found them and he found them going back, returning to the old lifestyle. He found them doing what they were doing when he first called them. But because they are his, he found them. <laughs> Just like he found them from the very beginning when they were lost in their sin, before they ever were called to be disciples, Brother Davis, Jesus found them. That's the significance of chapter 21, is that our God, who has conquered death, hell, and the grave, is able to find us no matter what. He's able to find us even when we've gone astray, even where we are in places where we're not supposed to be. E even when we say we're going to go back and do our thing, when we've been told to go to Galilee and to be patient and wait and see what things are going to happen, Peter jumps up and goes a fishing. The disciples go with him, Minister Brown, but Jesus finds them. And you know what? I am so glad today that chapter 21 was, was written. And, and as I shared with my, my, my partner, Deacon Newsom, earlier this week, the Bible was not written to me, but it was written for me. And because in chapter 21, I found this is a for me experience because it triggered a memory of one who cared for her little lamb so much that she would get on a bus and travel for hours when that lamb had made a decision. She found me, just as Jesus found these disciples. And he found them doing what they thought they did best. But he had already called them to be fishers of men, Sister Cora. Why are they out here fishing? 
He called them to be fishers of men. They fishing for fish. So Dorothy, verse five. I'm sorry, verse four. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus found them, but they didn't recognize him. He's already appeared three times for you. I mean, twice, at least twice before, because John records it. This is the third time. But from the shore, Jesus stood there, and they knew not who he was. Isn't it amazing that he knows who we are? But at times, we don't seem to know who he is. Even when we've had the most power significant events of our lives, even when we've made, you know, made those uh, uh, seemingly disastrous decisions, that we, we don't know him. But praise God, he knows us. Amen. He not only knows us, Look at what Jesus does. Sister George Deacon Newsom, I, I want you to see this. Sister Ogletree, I want you to see this. When Jesus stood on the bank, in verse 5, here's what he says. Children, have you any meat? Yeah. They answered him, no. The reason why that triggers such a, 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 an express memory with me, because I, I, I remember that 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 little old lady uh, when she came to uh, uh, make that visit to me to find me. One of the first things she said was, are you hungry? Mm. <laughs> do, do you need something to eat? Because see, Jesus, uh, 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 because these disciples are his. He not only will find you, mm -hmm. Jesus will feed you. Amen. Oh, amen. Hey, listen, y'all don't, don't hear me. Y'all fooling with me this morning. Because in chapter 21, Jesus is showing them what true victory, what true triumph looks like. Though I was dead, yet I'm alive. And I'm alive because... I can find you. Mm -hmm. I in the flesh can find you. I in my glorified body can find you. But I in my flesh, in my glorified body can feed you. Y'all watch me. Walk, walk, walk with uh, Sister Pillow. And she reads verse six here. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and mm -hmm. you shall find they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it from the multitude of fishes. They fished all night again, and they caught nothing. Mm -hmm. They heard a stranger who they did not know. Mm -hmm. now, 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 guys, how short is your memory? <laughs> the same God that, that saved you. I don't care if it was 20 minutes ago, 20 years ago, or 50 years ago. 
the same God that saved you. You ought to recognize his voice. Ooh. Especially since it's so similar. We've had this experience before. We find over early in their ministry, they're fishing, caught nothing. And Jesus told them what to do. They hear this man from the shore that says, cast your nets on the other side. Sister Pillow, verse seven. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, it is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked and did cast himself into the sea. Hey, I, I, I noticed one thing. Now y'all know why I like John. See, John was the discerner, uh, Brother Davis. He, he, he knew. He seemed to know things first. <laughs> but, but, but Peter was at that never-ready battery. He eventually got on track, and he was steady to stay. Peter was a little slow to catch it, but when he caught it, he immediately took action. Yes, he, did. he didn't waste any time. He put on his top coat because, you know, he had taken off the tunic to do fishing. This is net fishing. Peter was a fisherman. He was a professional fisherman. He had fished all night long. He had gone back to his old ways and his old ways produced nothing for him. But this man shows up, tells him where to place his net. The net is filled. And immediately, instantaneously, John, the disciple, the one that was close, the one that laid in Jesus' bosom, John says, that ain't nobody but Jesus. Because he's done it once, and now he's done it again. I recognize the voice now. I understand the miracles now. That's Jesus talking. And Peter said, you know what, John? You're right. Oh, John started getting ready. John put on, put on his clothes and stepped out of the boat, swam about 100 yards just to get to Jesus. So some folk recognize him from a distance. Some folk recognize him instantly. Some folk, it takes a while. But it doesn't matter whether you recognize him at first, at once, quicker than quick, as long as you recognize him. Amen. And you take some action. Peter's action was he got out the boat and he wanted to get to Jesus. The rest of the disciples, they stayed in the boat. And brought the fish in. Uh, the fish that was not a few minutes ago are plentiful now. Where they were doing what they would normally do, their old routine, the thing that they're supposed to be professional at, they are failing miserable. And, you know, the thing that they had been equipped to do they are failing miserable because they're not doing it. They had been trained not to be fishers of fish, but fishers of men. And they had returned back to, to their old profession. And Jesus shows up. He finds them there. And upon his instructions, there's more fish than they can have. 
Sister Ogletree, one more time. I'm going to hear this voice today. I'm going to hear it. I'm going to hear it. Verse, verse, verse 8 says what? And the other disciples came in a little ship. They were not far from the land, but as it were, 200 cubits dragging the net with fishes. Verse 9. As soon as then, as they were to come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread. <laughs> oh, 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 y'all don't know what chapter 21 has done for me this week. The memories that are have been triggered because another memory is triggered here, Deacon Newsom. See, see, they don't know, you know, these city folk we're talking about. I, you know, I, I had to talk to some Carolina folk. You know, they, they only Carolina folk can, can understand this money. Jesus tells them to throw their nets. They throw their nets. And there are a lot of fish. And now the disciples are headed toward Jesus with the fish. But as they approach the shore, they find that Jesus has already prepared breakfast on the beach. Oh, y'all know him. I'm talking about it's morning. Y'all read the scripture there. It's morning. And Jesus, it says that there is fish and bread on coals of fire already on the beach when the disciples get there. Things me, what's that got to do with your memory? I can remember when I was about to leave home, not voluntarily, but the menu for that day, that breakfast, was wide brim fish, grits, and molasses sopped with whole cake bread. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. It, yeah, it was breakfast with grandma. And here we see the disciples who have made a decision contrary to that which they had been taught. They are invited to the beach with breakfast with the Lord, with fish and bread. Oh, I, I like chapter 21 because it shows, like I said, it was written for me. There would be a time when I would need chapter 21 to be reminded of the fish because, see, this was, could be considered the last breakfast. Remember, he had had the last supper. But this certainly was the last breakfast with them. And it's fish and bread on the beach. Jesus has a way of feeding you. No matter what your efforts are, you don't have the things you have. 
You haven't caught the fish you've caught on your own power. It is God working in you, giving you the ability, giving you the dunamis that produces the fish. But, but y'all don't see it. Ain't nobody hollered yet. Before they could get the fish that they caught, we're going to find it's 153 of them, 153 fish, net full of fish. Jesus already got fish there without a fishing pole or a net. Jesus the Christ got fish already on the grill. Y'all, they, they done worked. They done worked. They done worked all night. They done caught fish. We, we can go and eat fish. We can go and sell fish. Jesus says, I will provide all your needs. I'll feed you. Oh, y'all don't hear me. First he finds me. And then he feeds me. Oh, y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't understand. Y'all, y'all, y'all just don't understand w what it is. Oh, but you do, but you, but you do. Yeah, because you've been lost. You, 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 you've been unsaved. But Jesus found you. And ever since that day, he has taken care of you. He has provided for you. I love chapter 21. Because it shows the true power of triumph and victory in the lives of those who are his. If you want to his, he has found you. And whenever you go astray, he's capable of finding you and bringing you back. But he'll not only find you, He'll provide for you. He'll feed you. So they show up. That's what Sister Pillar said. Uh, Sister uh, Dolores said, verse 10, what it says. Jesus said unto them, bring of the fish which ye have now caught. And what? And then Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land full of great fishes and hundred and fifty and three and for all there were so many yet was not the yet not the net broken Got it. Jesus will provide and mm -hmm. he will provide abundantly he yeah. will provide more than you could imagine be, because they thought they were going to have the 153 fish and they thought that was a lot. Mm -hmm. When they get to shore, they find out that Jesus is already cooking fish. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, it's such a strong point. But he does something here. That, 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 he, remember, his was always about modeling ministry. And this is one that got me because of where our pastor was just on last Sunday. But, but, but Jesus says, bring the fish that you caught. That tells me something. 
that tells me uh, that all of you that are invited uh, to church for dining out ought to bring something. It, it, there'll be plenty provided. You know, Dickinson, we'll take care of me, but, but y'all bring something. Here Jesus had everything they needed, and yet he says, bring your fish, because we're going to eat a while. We're going to eat a spell. Because it's not just going to be a quick breakfast on the beach. It's not going to be a quick breakfast uh, with the Lord. You know what we're going to do? Jesus is introducing here fellowship. And he's saying, anytime you fellowship, you ought to have some food. <laughs> ah. Oh, sound familiar, sound familiar, sound familiar to the Resurrectionites. Because Pastor just got through talking about resetting fellowship. And that's what Jesus is saying. Hey, reset your fellowship. Understand that I am a provider. But you know what? Let me, let me tell you, I will always give you the opportunity to participate in fellowship with Jesus. And he says, not only will I find you and feed you, I'll fellowship with you. Sister Ogletree, because they need to go to church today. They need to go to church. Verse, verse, verse 12 says what? Jesus said it unto them, come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Just one moment before you go any further, Sister Ogletree. Notice Jesus gives an invitation for them to dine. And he says, come. And notice that nobody said, who is this man now? Everybody is in agreement. This is somebody we want to be with. They accept the invitation. We're going to do fellowship now. Not only is he going to feed us, Jesus wants to be with us. He wants to fellowship with us. He wants to be right amongst his. And nobody asked any question, who's this man? Because they know who he is. See, when we get together in family church, we don't have to ask the question, who's this Jesus? He, he said, well, y'all are gathered. I'm there amongst you. So we don't even ask that question about who is he? And neither did they. Hear Jesus who has risen from the dead shows us the type fellowship it's going to be when we have our glorified body because he sits with us. The one who was nailed to a cross, who laid in a damp, wet tomb, who got up declaring all power is in my hand is now sitting amongst us on the beach, eating brim. I just can't believe the boys from North Carolina there didn't have some grits with it, because that's the memory that I had. <laughs> brim and grits and molasses for breakfast. Fellowship. He says, come. They didn't ask any questions. Verse 13, Sister Ogletree. 
Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and the fish likewise. Remember I said earlier, this wood could be considered uh, 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 the Lord's breakfast. The, the last breakfast, because he's doing the same thing that we see in the Last Supper. He's taking bread. He's giving it to them. He's giving them the bread and fit. He's serving as the host. B bring your fish. But I'm the, I'm the host here. I, I'm the one to be hospitable here. And, and you got to understand the culture of that day. Hospitality was something to be cherished. And Jesus says, yeah, you carry on with your tradition. But how wonderful it is that Jesus the Christ is the host of all our banquets. He, he, he is the leader of fellowship. In other words, he, he, he's the membership champion. He's the true membership champion. <laughs> he, he, I, 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 know, I know Joe Richardson uh, uh, thinks he's the membership champion at Resurrection, but, but Jesus is showing Joe how to do it. You know, this is how you do it. He, he's showing uh, uh, Newsom, this is how you do fellowship. Be the host. Be hospitable. Give them more than what they expected. Abundantly more than what they expected. But let them participate in the moment. Verse 14, Sister Overtree. This is now the third time that Jesus shrewed himself to his disciples. After that, he was risen from the dead. John told you, from his perspective, this is the third time he's shown up. Shows up, sups with them in a house. Shows up with them on the road to Emmaus. Shows up now on the Sea of Tiberias or Galilee. Make some breakfast and fellowships with him. This is a strong, strong representation of the bond between Jesus and those who love him. And that same bond, that same community, that same fellowship, that same love is to be displayed by those that are his, his disciples. I only wish that our authors would have went just a few more verses, Sister Pillow, because in it, that chapter 21, that there, there is always a correction. See, because when the little old lady, you know, shared the fish, and the whole cake bread and the molasses. There was a lesson uh, to be taught. 
Uh, and the lesson for me was life altering. It was life changing. It was like, you can't go back. You got to go forward. In other words, you can't be here. <laughs> you got to be there. And, and, and as I, that memory was triggered, I looked at the other verses and said, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm missing something. But then there was verse 15. In the very next verse, all I had to do was go one. Jesus asked a question. Lovest thou me more than the others? It seems as if though it's a question that Jesus has asked the disciples before. But it is totally different. Because the question that Jesus is asking this time, Minister Brown, is not to stir up competition. One disciple loves me more than the other. What he's asking about, what I've called you to do, what I've taught you to do, do you love it more than fishing, than your profession? I thought you were going to abandon all of that and follow only me. I thought you were going to give up that lifestyle and follow only me. Do you love your old lifestyle, your old way of doing things better than this new life that I bought to you? Do you? Listen to Peter's answer. Jesus, you know I love you. And in saying that, Sister Pillow, here's what he's saying, Sister O. Sister Burns, here's what he's saying. Lord, thank you for finding me. Lord, thank you for feeding me. Lord, thank you for fellowshipping with me. But Lord, thank you for correcting me. I now know what it is that I must do. I love fishing for men more than the profession of fishing for fish. And ultimately, when we have the fellowship of the saints and we have Jesus feeding, providing for servant, uh, servants that he has found, we will find we love this life of following Christ a whole lot more than all that boogity boogity stuff that we had before. Bless you. God keep you. Welcome, Tesh Leggett. Come back and see us next week. We provide. We'll, we'll be a little bit better next week. All right? See you guys next week.